your question is from Tyler Derniak. He asks, would you rather smoke with Fred Flintstone or vape with George Jetson? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Let's talk about sitcoms. Sounds good. So, hey, Sarah Morgan, my guest this week. Hello, Sean Carter. This is the two of us. And Cleo. And Cleo's here, too. I mean, she's asleep, but she's here. Yeah, but we're just at home. It's Sunday night, 11.30 p.m., right? About? Yeah. We're in the middle of our apartment that is almost completely empty because we've moved everything out, given everything away. Yep. And we're just going to talk about sitcoms. As you do on Sunday night at 11.30. Yeah. So what was your favorite sitcom growing up? Hmm. I mean, I watched Friends, like all of Friends. Mm-hmm. Is that a sitcom? I mean, that, yeah. It also didn't start till we were... In high school? In high school, probably, right? I'm so talking like what... Like I watched what? all of the like TGIF yeah shows so i watched like full house and family staying up past your bedtime to watch as like a little kid you know like sneaking it did you have a tv in your room no no you've met my parents of course i didn't your parents seem very laid back they believe that too much television rots your brain (laughs) okay so you didn't have a tv in your room no and I was only allowed to watch a certain amount of TV every day, with yeah. the exception being Friday nights. We would get pizza, which never happened, and we would watch like TGIF shows. So it was like an event. Yeah, like all four of us would like. We had two couches, and two of us would sit on one couch, and two of us would sit on the other couch, and we would watch like all of those dumb shows. That's so wholesome. It was, and yeah. Nice. Yep, I have fond memories of that. So during the week, you would never like sneak out into the living room and turn on the television and watch something that y- not necessarily you weren't supposed to watch it, but it's just like past your bedtime. No. Wow. Yeah, You're a good no. Kid. And my parents watched like weird British mysteries in the living room at night. <clears throat> so that wasn't that wasn't really an option. There was no like sneaking into the living you room. You just have to step out of the out into the hallway and then turn back around because they're like sitting in the living room watching TV. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I can't I can't remember ever doing that. I mean, I, the only sitcoms I remember really watching as a kid were like the ones that were made for families. Yeah. I watched like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Interesting. I remember the What first, other sitcoms were there? I mean, the first thing that I remember watching was Cheers. Oh, I guess I watched that, but I watched that like... If I was homesick from school and it was playing like... During the daytime? Yeah. Yeah, because it was... I mean, it played at night. It was like 8 p.m. Yeah. I never watched it at night, but I... Like, if I was homesick from school, then the no TV rule was out the window. Oh. Which was added incentive to stay homesick How often did you stay homesick as a result? Probably more than I was actually sick. I watched that and Quantum Leap was the other show that I watched a lot of when I was... So good. Love Quantum Leap. Yeah. Those are my like the big ones for me. I think my favorite thing about Quantum Leap was like that short time in the beginning where you're trying to figure out where he just landed yeah. and what and why. 
Ah, and I always just so loved it when he ended up in like a woman's body. It was hilarious every time. But yeah, I remember. I always remembered staying up, watching Cheers, going to my room. Is like, I'm not. That was it. I could like stay up till the end of that. I think. Uh huh. And then turning on the TV in my room, sneaking it, keeping it on. You got to put the volume at a certain level where you yeah, know your parents Yeah, there were no Bluetooth won't. headphones. Oh, no. <laughs> there are no headphones for my television. And you had to have it at a certain level where you know your parents wouldn't hear it. Yeah. And then Coach would come on. <laughs> I'd be oh, like, I forgot Sweet, about I can watch Coach show. now. Yeah, I never watched that. But it was back then, it was like, you know, this little, I don't know. 12 inch tv that was like two feet deep yeah. built-in vcr yeah and no that w- that technology hadn't even come along yet this was like the tv that you still like clicked you had to like push a button you had a like, tv back then like wait like that round button yeah. that like sticks out of the television yeah and you'd have to like push it or pull it in like a full inch and a half yeah. each way our tv had two knobs yeah, yeah, that's like Those the type. like channels one through something and then, yeah. Yeah, that's the type that I had in my room. Wow. Yeah. You're spoiled. Not every channel came in color either. Yeah. You know? Some of them were like the old-timey shows. That long ago, I don't I don't think I ever really watched TV. Like, I don't, I remember where the TV was in our living room and what it looked like. I don't remember ever watching it. I was just busy watching Footloose on repeat. <laughs> Yeah, so not so much the sitcoms, I guess. No, yeah, not really. I mean, I do. I remember like Cheers being around and stuff, but my parents weren't really into sitcoms, so I didn't watch a lot of them, I guess. Hmm. Okay. The first like sitcoms that I can remember watching were like maybe, maybe like Frasier. Oh, wow. That's like you were a full grown adult at that point. I mean, I was like, what, like. 14 or something you don't, I don't remember know. like watching like um family ties no i didn't watch i know everybody watched that i didn't oh, watch it wow i didn't watch the wonder years you know wa- i didn't watch like no yeah i didn't watch any of those i've seen like some of it now but like i didn't watch them as a kid wow we had very different childhoods in a lot yes. of ways i feel like we did we've talked yeah. about this before but like your parents wouldn't let you eat like junk food and stuff right yeah they're raising me to be the best possible version of myself. Mm-hmm. And here I am. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like eating zebra cakes in front of the TV. In Man, my that was the dream. And... I mean, I just like that was the life I wanted as a kid. I'm just blown away that you never watched any. I mean, name some other sitcoms and I'll tell you if I've heard of them. Um, So the ones from when I was young and so then you were almost young. You're a little bit older than me, but mm-hmm. the ones Almost from Almost a year. Yeah. Not <laughs> quite a year older than you, but those, a little bit. Those shows, I'd say, would be like Family Ties, um, Cheers, Who's the Boss? That was a big one. Oh, I think I did watch Who's the Boss. Tony Danza? Yeah. With Alyssa Milano. Yeah, she was like the... She's the daughter. Yeah, I watched the, that. The, do- the granddaughter. Yeah, I watched that. And sometimes the... I watch Trials in Charge because oh, those two man. were on around the same time. And I watched Perfect Strangers because my dad thought it was really funny. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. 
That was my brother's favorite show. But I think the, those were also like on on Friday nights. Like we really didn't watch TV Monday through Thursday. Yeah. And then if something was on on Friday night, we would watch it. What did you do Monday through Thursday? Like homework and soccer practice. And I rode horses and I read books. I read so many books. You would be like blown away by the number of books I read as I, a kid. I am blown away by the number of books that you read now. Yeah. Well, I read like probably... 25 times as much back then so you just got just a real big nerd sean i don't know (laughs) what do you think is uh the best theme song to a sitcom like let me put it this way at our wedding Mm -hmm. if we had a part of it where you walk down the aisle which we didn't Mm -hmm. and you had to use a sitcom song then we would not have gotten married because that's a stupid idea. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to use the Big Bang Theory thing. I'm just kidding. I don't like the Bare Naked Ladies or that show. But I know you hate it too. So uh, No, I would no, I would not want that song. But I'm but but I also want you to be able to have your opinion without me influencing it. We would come to the compromise eventually. But I want to know what your what your first choice would be for a sitcom song to walk down the aisle to. I mean, I feel like usually sitcom theme songs are kind of stupid. So I think I would use the Friends one because at least it's like a nice song about like being there for somebody else. I do like the idea of it being like, so no one ever t- thought you that told you life would be this way while you're about to marry. Yeah. Me. It's kind of about how life is harder than you expected. But then other people make it better. Okay. Which is pretty realistic when you think about it. I'd say the coach theme song. I don't know the coach theme song. It's just like whistles and like brass section. I was going to say that stupid, like, is it the Frasier soundtrack that's about like scrambled eggs? Oh, no, 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 no. No, the coach theme song sounds like a college band playing. Yeah. Like, um marching band oh uh, maybe i do know that that's a good walk down the aisle song sure in this hypothetical world where yeah. i walk down an aisle you did it once before yeah it's not to the coach theme song what song did you do i don't know whatever song they so play the, who's the boss song that's a good it was the Charles in Charge song. No, um, no, that was like whatever the Catholic Church mandates is what we used. <laughs> I just think it would be a fun game if you were like the organ player at the church. Just mix it up. Just throw one out there every once in a while. I would have picked a fish song. Sorry. Mm, it's not on the list. Talking sitcoms. Let me ask you this. Ted Danson has been you know on television forever i feel like he took a break for a while there but he's back he's on the good place now he's great he's on chairs before which what was the, he was in on something else in between too that i did see he was in that movie with uh will smith where is he had a daughter that he had donated sperm for and i nope. think Nope, um, TV show. Whoopi Goldberg was the mom. And TV show. What was the name of that movie? Oh, okay. TV show. <laughs> that Ted Danson was on? Yeah, and he uh, was like a dick. Bored to death? Nope, that was good, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Mm. 
Becker. Remember that show? Oh yeah, Becker. I watched Becker. That's he was like right. a he was like a bartender. I remember that. Wasn't he a doctor? Mm, yes. Yeah, he, he was, was a, a Becker. Yeah. Becker. He was a doctor in uh, Cheers. He was a bartender yeah. in Bored to Death. He was the boss of Jason Schwartz's yep. character, I think. Uh-huh. And okay, Sorry. so let's move on. Since you didn't really watch sitcoms as a child but tell me what's your favorite sitcom of the past like couple years does the good place count as a sitcom yeah. i think it's great i, I think it. it's i think the definition of sitcom has like evolved for me i just think of it as a situational comedy because that That's is what what it means yeah. but certain people think that you need a three camera set and with a, a live audience or laugh track yeah. and i i just don't subscribe to that necessarily sure all right important question okay the office or parks and rec (sighs) parks and rec i loved the office but i got a little tired of the romances in that show and in parks and rec i never got tired of it it was just so funny i agree 100 percent. i'd go parks and rec but i i mean the office is a wonderful show like i don't yeah, That's, it's fine. Okay, I don't agree with how dismissive you just sounded about it, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that Parks and Rec is just so much, so much weirder, and that's what I like about it. The Office, like, is very maybe it's just because I never worked in an office. I don't know. I don't think you have to have worked in an office to find The Office funny. Well, one of us has, and one of us has not, and one of us Fair enjoy enough. the show, and the other one does not. Who am so. I? You didn't enjoy it at all. You never. I mean, I like all of the. I like the people that are on the show, but I don't necessarily like the characters. Huh. Like, like I like Steve Carell, but his Michael Scott is for me just painful to watch all of the time. I mean, I think that's how it's supposed to be. Right, and I don't <laughs> find that fun. Oh, okay, that's fair. I don't know. I know that people do find it fun, but I do not. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, then what's, who is your favorite character on The Office? On The Office? Yeah. I mean, I did love Kevin. And I also liked it when they had the intern who ended up being the guy in Silicon Valley. Gabe. Gabe, Gabe thank you. on the office ended up being Jared on Silicon yes. Valley and I did not like him on the office at all. I thought that character was awful. I thought he was but really funny on both on Silicon Valley. I thought he was the best part of the show. So so much better on Silicon Valley, but I did think that he was very funny on the office also. Last question. Okay. So we already know that you're going parks and rec over the office. Mm-hmm. Best character on parks and rec. Oh, I don't know. There, there's so many of they them. They all so stand good. like on their own. I think it's very so well. like, like expected. That's a real but ensemble I think, cast yeah. show because every one of those characters, like I would watch on their own show. Who's your favorite? I think uh, Jerry is my favorite. Oh yeah, Jerry. Not my favorite, but everybody that's... always gives him such a hard time, and he's always just like, "Yeah, just happy to be helping." 
<laughs> I just love it so much. Yeah, he's very sweet. Yeah. And, like, and it's like, it's not like he doesn't understand what people are doing. Yeah. But he just like is too nice of a guy. Yeah, he's like a people pleaser. Yeah. I relate to that. And Steve really has like a beautiful home and a beautiful family. And like, I mean, I think I just like love Ron Swanson. Yeah, I mean, that's a great character. I just, I like how much he hates having to work in his job Mm -hmm. and how much he doesn't want to have to talk to people because I feel that really like really hard in my soul and i just like my entire job is talking to people and some of them are lovely people but i still don't want to talk to them and i feel like that's how he is like it has nothing to do with like the nature of his job or who he has to talk to he just is like anti-social he would rather be like in the woods or like in his shop i think that's an underrated aspect of Ron Swanson because everybody always talks about him being like this manly man or the, you know, the guy that could uh, go hunting. Oh, or yeah. No, whatever. it's just like, like his exasperation with other humans. Yeah. Is- those like scenes where like somebody walks up to his desk and he just turns his chair in the other mm-hmm. direction. By far my favorite. Stuff like that is those and are like I the love, best Ron Swanson moments. I love him in April and the time that she scheduled all of his meetings for September 31st. And he was like, why did you do that? And she was like, I didn't think that was a real date. <laughs> 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 and he's like, how many meetings do I have? And she's like, 92. <laughs> Ron Swanson's a good answer. Thank you. All right. Well, I feel like we covered anything, everything. I feel like we covered everything. We covered some things. Do you have any sitcom questions for me? What was your favorite sitcom? Growing up? Yeah. Like a, when I wasn't watching sitcoms and I was reading books, what were you watching? Um, As a child, probably Cheers. Mm-hmm. As a teenager, I think Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, I forgot. I watched that because my whole family liked that. Was my favorite. And then when I got older, like 30 Rock was like 30 Rock in the office kind of came out, I think, around the same time. And 30 Rock was definitely my thing more than the office. 30 Rock is really good. Yeah. And then just like, what was it, two years ago or a year ago, I watched all of Parks and Rec all at once. Yeah. that You were late to that game, which is weird. Yeah. I watched it all in like the span of you like watched it while I was sleeping like back to back for a month. I just kept watching it. I was watching it like it was breaking bad. Like I couldn't wait to see what happened. next. I would like wake up and it'd be three o'clock in the morning and you'd be just like in bed watching the or watching Parks and Rec. So good. Every single character on that show was like its own individual like star on that show. Yeah. I really enjoyed Jenny Slate on that too. That may have been the first time that I saw Jenny Slate. And yeah, just Jenny Slate was great on yeah. it. Yeah, Mona Lisa. She's so funny. I mean, I think that she's wonderful in everything that she does, especially Marcel the show. But <laughs> <laughs> I love it so. When I'm sad at work and having a bad day, I just like you just watch, watch that on Marcel the show. <laughs> His shoes on, Sean. No, it's so good. It's great. I agree. I'm not arguing with you. We should watch it right now. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) All right, everybody. You guys enjoy the debate. Sarah and I are going to go watch Marcel the Shell. With shoes on. With shoes on.
Okay, next up is the debate show. These are recorded live at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy every Friday night at 7 p.m. They've got delicious pizza and a great beer selection, and it's always a good time. So come down Friday night, 7 p.m., Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. Hi, everybody. How are you doing this evening? Good? Great. Cool. So our show tonight is about sitcoms. Right. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Kylie Alexander. Okay. Ben, your question's going to be about, uh, it's going to be a workplace one either way, but do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go two. Okay. So, Kylie, um, your question is, would you rather take orders from an incompetent boss while working in an office or technically be the boss of your family's business, but still getting advice from your dad who's incarcerated? I think I would rather be the second one because I've seen the program <laughs> and um, his advice is good. Um, <laughs> and they all seem to be having fun. They're all really good looking, all those people. So um, is this a rest? That's not a sitcom. Arrested right. Development? Yeah. I would say it's a sitcom. Sitcom is like three camera, like clapping. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, this is what I'm going to debate about right fucking now. A fucking sitcom, first of all, is cheesy. Just it is, but it's sometimes funny. No, 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 they're funny. I like, like you know, like. Did anyone watch Block Party Summers on Nick at Night? Those are fucking sitcoms. Time. Uh, so what was the question again? <laughs> so you want to take orders from an incompetent boss while working in an office rather than from your dad who's incarcerated while running your family's business. Okay, cool. I mean, guys, wacky boss every time. Think about it, right? Like, what? It, what there's nothing like a wacky boss. Do you see The Office? It's great. He had, like, two jokes, and he did them every day for eight years. That's, <laughs> that's fucking fantastic. And... And I love the way a lot of funny stuff's going to happen. Like, odds are, you know, your boss is going to get Tinder at one point, and he's going to fuck it up, and you can make a Facebook status about it. But um, the, the one thing I want to point please don't be too mean to sitcoms. Uh, like, sitcoms, I love them, all right? Because 95% of sitcoms ends like this. The, lo the, the unlovable, unfuckable loser with a wife who's too good for him has everything work out. And I really, I need that. I need to see that, okay? I need that for me. Time. Please be nice. All right, first of all, I love that the man up here is like, yeah, yeah, I'll work under a guy. Sounds fine. What could go wrong? I'll take... <laughs> sounds, sounds like a wacky time to me. What's the problem? Secondly, I'm very nice to sitcoms, but that's not a fucking sitcom. 
A sitcom has like a loud neighbor. All right, maybe I shouldn't go that route. Uh, Time. <laughs> okay, so like whatever a sitcom is aside, um, I like, do you really want to go to prison every day? You want to go like through that whole process? You got to check in your phone, and then after all that, you're seeing your dad? You don't want to go to an office? You don't want to go to an office with a fun, goofy boss who's going to be like, guys, I got a hoverboard, and it's Wednesday, and you get, that's like your whole day, you know? That, I'm going with that. I'm sorry. All right, a lot of good points here, but I hand the win to Ben Loftus. Guys, everything on TV says sitcom, so uh, some of these later on, you're going to see how loosely I define sitcom. <laughs> All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Hallie Griffin. Okay, Ben, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, you can pick any category that you'd like. Uh, I'm going to go back to family. Family, okay. Your question is, uh, which anomaly would you rather have in your family, I guess? Um, a child that becomes a doctor at age 14 or a horse that talks? So the horse that talks is my child? Like, that's... Okay, a family member. so first miracle, my wife gave birth to a horse... And it's mine. The second, I have a horse son. How fucking cool is that? He's taking me to school in the morning. And this is the sitcom. He's like ripping zingers the entire time. That's it. And then what? You have a 14-year-old doctor son? Sounds like a fucking loser to me. But like, I, I'm taking the talking funny horse every time. It is practical and it's hilarious. Ben, I don't know how to break it to you. Uh, your wife fucked a horse nine months ago. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't want to be the one to tell you that. I know you're very proud of your talking horse slash car. Um, <laughs> your child that you use as a car. I personally, I would be proud if I gave birth to a 14-year-old doctor. You called my son a nerd? Yeah, that's my nerd. That's my nerd loser doctor 14-year-old. Yeah, I'm going to be proud. Uh, fuck, fuck the talking horse that I'm definitely not related to in any, in any sense of the word. I'm going to be proud of the family member that's related to me, no matter how much of a dork they are. Okay. First, I'm not saying you wouldn't love your son, but I am saying you wouldn't necessarily love talking to him. You know what I mean? And the second one, your son, a doctor, would be fucking fascinated by my horse son that can talk. Are you kidding me? Your son's choosing my son in this bit. Come on. Uh, no son of mine is ever going to become some fucking horse doctor. <laughs> this is in fucking 1930s Oklahoma. He's going to Harvard, and then he's going to treat the president or some other accomplishment that you can do in medicine. <laughs> what? No, I didn't hear it. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Nerds. I forgot the points you just made. Um, <laughs> yeah, same thing. Um, yeah, horse. That's Chime. maybe. All right. A lot of good points. Great debate. But I got to hand the win here to Hallie Griffin. Um, so now to start up the uh, bracket round, please welcome Tyler Derniak and Nick Ortolani. Tyler not here? No, he's in the building. Oh, he is here. Okay. Maybe he's in the bathroom or something. We can do... Tyler! We can do a different one. <laughs> we can do... Oh, okay. Hey, Tyler Derniak and Nick Ortolani. Tyler, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay. Nick, you can pick from classic or workplace. Uh, let's do classic. Okay. Your question is from Zach Jones. He asks, better reason to move to a rich part of California because you got in one little fight and your mom got scared or you were shooting at some food and some oil came spurting up out of the ground. Uh... Well, as everybody knows, uh, my, my family has a deep redneck history, so I'm going to go with the hillbillies route, shooting fucking food. And who doesn't want to shoot food? Like, <laughs> and I'm not talking, like, game. I'm not talking squirrels or rabbits. I'm just going to be shooting beans in my backyard <laughs> and strike some crude. Like, fucking move, moving to California because you got in one little fight and your mom got mad. I got news for you. That's not your choice. Be your own person, Will Smith. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get rich. Uh, I'm gonna have a dirty oil empire, and I'm gonna live in uh, the state with the most fuel emissions out there, in a very ironic, almost Shakespearean twist of fate. If I'm gonna move out to California, I want it because I got into a little fight and my mom got scared. Because that means that my mom actually cared. <laughs> For so long, I've just wanted some sign from my parents that they love me. <laughs> and her, them sending me across country, even though it's away from them, just the fact that they want to protect me and send me to my rich uncle's house, it just fills me with joy. Like, like I, I finally know that they're not disappointed in me. Or they at least don't want me to die. <laughs> or, you know, they just, they just knew I wasn't that good shooting b-ball. Uh, I got bad news for you, Tyler. Your mom's sending you away. <laughs> All right, when I strike crude, my whole family's coming with me. And not just my family, but my favorite animals, too. <laughs> you are being rid of. And I'm having a big party where we all have no teeth. But I like my teeth. I need those teeth to chew all that delicious Californian food. This is no longer about, it, it's, it's, this is now just an ad for California, really, but 
I want to be sent out there alone. I don't want my family to follow me. I just want to know that they cared about me and then keep them as far away as possible. You know, the Thanksgiving route. <laughs> All right. I got to hand the win here to Nick Ortolani. Okay, next up, everybody please welcome Zach Jones and Shelly Gruenberg. Okay, Zach, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Shelly, you can pick from anything but family. Let's do workplace. All right, your question is from May Keith. She asks... If you're guaranteed a bunch of zany, compassionate coworkers, which job would you rather have? Deputy director of the parks department in a small Midwestern town, or a detective in a busy police precinct in Brooklyn? I'm going detective every time. I am nobody's deputy. <laughs> First of all, picture me, tiny little hat, big old monocle, walking around the streets of New York. It's the first visual. Second visual, me fighting crime. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not going to be a cop. Um, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Like, I know in your head like you're doing the Sherlock Holmes detective thing. But it's probably mostly just a lot of planting evidence on people. <laughs> like that, if we're gonna be realistic, parks the deputy in a parks department in a small Midwestern town, that seems like really easy to do. They usually don't have a ton of parks, and then if they do, they're usually like half owned by, by like the Arby's nearby or something like that. It seems like that, that show, like, seven seasons of Parkinson Rec was just trying to build one park, and she, I don't even know if she ever even did it. Uh, it, it didn't matter. She kept her job. Um. I'm not a cop. I'm a detective, first of all, so you can write that down. Second of all, I'd rather die than build a park. I'm not going to front with you guys. I hate trees. Thank you. Yes, uh, there's a huge difference between detectives and cops in, the, in a precinct of the NYPD. I would, be, I would be really happy if I was being harassed by an officer and I found out, oh, he's just a detective. That makes everything better, I guess. I, listen, some trees are bastards, but all cops are bastards. All right, I gotta hand the win here to Zach Jones. Even though I disagree, these cops are zany. That's the whole, that's the whole question. Next up. Everybody, please welcome Nick Martucci and Hallie Griffin. Okay, Nick, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Hallie, your question's going to be from the classic category. 
And this question is from Zach Jones. Zach Jones! He asks, would, how would you prefer to enter a room? Sliding effortlessly like Kramer or with everyone chanting your name like Norm? Norm! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think of a map. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think if I'm at the point where I'm that familiar at a bar that everyone in the bar screams my name every single time I come in because they're that familiar with me, I think I have a problem. <laughs> but I like the idea of just sliding into my friend's apartment, my friend who I'm so close with that I can just enter his apartment without announcing myself, and the only reason he knows I'm there is because the audience applauds wildly. <laughs> the audience that no one can see. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm <laughs> but I am a Kramerholic. Okay. First of all, which one has a drink in our hands right now? Second of all, you don't have to be an alcoholic to go to a bar where everyone knows your name. You can do it as a comedian. I love walking into this place and feeling love from my peers. I don't love a neighbor barging into my house. The only time you, you cheer at that is on a sitcom. You would hate it if it was your apartment and all of a sudden your neighbor just slid in it. And if you heard applause coming from whatever like void exists behind the fourth wall, you would know that you are in hell instead of loved by a bunch of alcoholics. All right, Nick, bold of you. Bold of you to assume three things. Bold of you to assume that comedians aren't alcoholics by nature. Um, bold of you to assume that neighbors can't be friends. Just because he's my neighbor doesn't mean he's my friend. If my neighbor came barging into my apartment, I wouldn't care if my neighbor was also my friend. Um, and three, bold of you to assume that I don't hear raucous applause in my head every single time I do anything. Time. We're comedians, we all hear ruckus applause every time we enter a room. That's how we survive. Second of all, I have a lot of neighbors. I live in an apartment building. The best neighbor I would not like barging through my door and, and being like, hey, Jerry, I have a weird predicament I found myself in. No, I am watching Golden Girls right now. You go to the hell away. I'll deal with you later. Time. All right. Well, you both made some great points, but I got to hand the win here to Nick Martucci. Some people disagree. All right. Now, we're on to round two, uh, but before we do that, I want to read some of the questions that didn't quite make it onto the show. And uh, one of these will be the final question of the night. So if you enjoy one of these questions, clap laugh, whatever, make some noise so I know you would like to hear it as the final question. Okay. This question is from Tyler Derniak. He asks, did anyone tell you life was going to be this way? Okay. All right. <laughs> um, this is from Zach Jones. 
It's a long one. Okay. At the start... <laughs> At the start of The Office, the characters are co-workers that are mildly amicable, but by the end of the show, they seem to be each other's main source of social life and emotional support. Is this inspiring or incredibly bleak? (laughs) This question is from Pete Andrews. He asks, is Pick a Side Stupid taped before a live audience... Or does Sean use a laugh track? Okay. Uh, This one's from Ken Green. He asks, would you rather your wacky neighbor be seen only from the nose up or burst into your apartment anytime they want? I feel like we covered that burst into the apartment one already. Um, And then this. Oh, uh, who is the better role model for young women? Is it Danica McKellar, who was uh, Winnie on The Wonder Years, uh, who became a mathematician and wrote six books about math, including Girls Get Curves, Geometry Takes Shape, or, or the Olsen twins who are fucking billionaires? Okay. All right. Here we go. Round two, first up in round two, everybody please welcome Nick Ortolani and Ken Green. Okay. Um, Nick, would you like to go first or second? I will go first. Okay, you can pick any category. I will pick animated. Animated. Your question is from Tyler Derniak. He asks... Would you rather smoke with Fred Flintstone or vape with George Jetson? Well, one of those is a non-answer ever since the nanny state took our fucking jewels away. (laughs) On top of that, if you vape with George Jetson, it's going to be boring. It's just going to be a vape. But, like, if you smoke with Fred Flintstone, your cigarette holder's gonna be like a lizard, and your lighter is gonna be like a Diplosaurus or something, and they're gonna both be like, it's a living, and I'm dying from secondhand smoke, and that's what we need. We need to put more of a, less labor on the backs of the robots and more labor on the backs of subordinate dinosaurs. Bring jobs back to the dinosaurs. Instead of using their bones for fuel like George Jetson. Well, first of all, granted they have banned vape now, but George Jetson's in the year 3000. It's coming back. Vape will be coming back, and it'll be coming stronger and better than ever. Not only that, your vape will also be your car. It'll, like, fold up into this little vape, and then you, like, throw it on the ground, and I'm driving home my vape machine. And how is it boring? Have you ever tried to vape while running on a continuously going treadmill and can't stop with your dog? That's exciting. That's more fun than sitting around with an old caveman who's like, smells like old dinosaur or whatever. I guess they were at the same time, but you know what I mean. An old mammoth or something like that. He smells bad. He's probably never took a bath. The vape is made out of rocks. You know, you're smoking a rocks and other rocks. You know, just go with the future. The future is vaping in the future with George Detson and his boy Elroy and Jane, his wife. And I'll, I'm singing a song now. 
Listen, I've dropped my vape in the toilet. I don't want to also drop my car in the toilet in the process. <laughs> Have it short-circuit at the last moment, turn into my car in my bathroom, fucking kill me. <laughs> I'm going old school. I'm going analog. Because you know what? I don't want to be a bougie one percenter like George Jetson, literally living above everyone else. I want to be on the ground. I want to work in a factory. I want the animals to be my friends. Time. And here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to vape out of a lizard's ass. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to vape to be some fucking lizard, and I got to, like, I got to crunch up a goddamn pterodactyl and vape smoke him or whatever. Give me the future when we knew what we were doing, though the drugs are pure. They figured it out by then. All right. Well, both of you are great, but I got to pick a winner, and it's going to be Nick Ortolani. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Bill McMorrow and Liz Esty. All right. Bill, do you want to go first or second? Okay, Liz, you can pick from uh, anything except for animated? Yeah. I would like family. <sighs> Bill. All right, your question is, would you rather your dad live across the street from you like in Everybody Loves Raymond or actually live with you like in Frasier? Um, so I think absence makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, I would like my dad to be close, but not that close. Um, I do love my father. I'm sorry, I don't have, like, a sad story about my parents. Um, I know, it's horrible. How dare I? Uh, but I would like to have my father nearby for when I inevitably need advice about all of my credit card debt. Um, so, uh, I mean, it'll make the uh, commute for our monthly financial meetings much shorter. <laughs> so, I'm an adult. <laughs> So I want him to live, I want my dead father to live with me? Is he still dead? Is he still dead or is he alive in this scenario? He lives with you. All right, I, you know, even if I could just see him for one more day, I think it'd be worth it. Hold on to the people you love, guys. Hold on to them, you know? Yeah, right now you're like, fuck, I gotta go home and dad's there and this is gonna suck. But you know what? Someday he won't be there and it's gonna suck even worse, you know? Because you gotta probably have to carry the casket. Then you fucking, and then you pull your back out. And then fucking, that's not gonna get better because you were, you were on your dad's insurance. And you can't just go to see a doctor with a bad back when your dad's dead and he, he's the one with the insurance, even if you have the same fucking name. It's the same name, why can't I still use it? Oh, apparently it's got something to do with money. It always comes back to money. I just want to see him again, man. He's not. <laughs> There's just no good. Um, I mean, my dad's been very clear he wants to be cremated, so I don't have to carry anything except the urn. Um, 
he wants to be cremated and scattered in Scotland, so I might have to like move remains illegally, but um, that's cool. Uh, he's done a lot for me, so I'm on my own insurance. He just helps pay for therapy. John. <laughs> yeah, I was kidding about the insurance. Yeah, he wouldn't put me on it. Uh, I'd, I'd also let my mother move in if she can come back. I, I miss them both. I don't know if my wife's going to be cool with this, though. <laughs> I'm going to have to figure out where we'd put them. <laughs> hey, have, do any of you guys live with your dead parents that I could just fucking run a couple things off? <laughs> All right, hey, the way here to Bill McMorrow. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Laura Clark and Zach Jones. Okay, Laura, would you like to go first or second? Um, uh, first. First. Okay, you can pick from workplace, classic, or wild card. Uh, workplace. Your question is from Liz McDonald. She asks. Who is more annoying, the coworker who is constantly scheming and playing pranks, or the coworker who is a stickler for the rules? Um, I mean, it's more annoying to be constantly playing pranks. I, I, like, I, I love. I love bending the rules and like following the spirit of the law rather than the letter of the law, but like, come on, you interviewed for this job to do this job. We're on a team, it's not just about you. If you're putting my stapler in jello, you're not making sales. That affects our whole team, that affects our whole bonus, that affects my family. And like, work, work pranks, like, are the, like, Real life, real life office pranks, are those funny? Is that funny when like your fucking like client support assistant director like comes by and is like, oh, you dropped something, your smile, like, uh, 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 uh. Time. All right, well in the last debate, I took a clear anti-cop position. And you don't have to be a police officer to be a fucking cop. And the person who is a stickler for the rules is a goddamn cop. I don't like it. I don't want you to do this to me. I'm a salaried employee. I don't care how much work gets done. All the prank guy does is find new cool ways for us to just slack off and not have to do anything. It's called time theft. Your job takes money from you all the time. You should return it by stealing time back. Don't be the rules guy. You're not my boss. You're not my dad. You can't tell me what to do. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't want to say anything positive about cops. Um, I don't know, but like, no, you don't have to be a cop to be a cop, but like, 
you know, don't you sometimes wish there was like a security guard on premise, even though that's kind of a cop? I, mm, all right. <laughs> the thing, no, nah, I don't know. Fuck, fuck office pranks. Like, fuck that guy. It's easy. Again, a man is like, oh, that's fun. We're all goofing around. We're all fucking goofing around. Me, it's not fun. Like, I'm just trying to get these spreadsheets done. Like, okay, they stole yeah. my money, but. I want to point out that you came really close to saying the cop is just doing his job. <laughs> For the record. Listen, who cares about the spreadsheets? Throw them away. Do whatever. It doesn't matter. We're in a branch in middle of nowhere, Scranton. It's going to close in two months anyway. Who cares? Let's have some fun and do an office Olympics or something. It, none of this matters. We're all going to die. All right. Well, you're both great, but if I gotta pick one, it's going to be Zach Jones. Um, all right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Nick Martucci and Zach Jones. Okay. Um, so, Nick, would you like to go first or second? I'm gonna go second. Okay. So, we'll give you this question, since the last one, I think, um, okay. might be the one that you wrote. Okay. Who is the better role model for young women? Is it Danica McKellar, Winnie from The Wonder Years, right? Okay. Who wrote the I did not math write this one. But no, no, no. I'm saying you wrote another one that we're going to use. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, she's from The Wonder Years, right? She's sure, Winnie. Sure. Uh, wrote books on math, uh, including one called Girls Get Curves, Geometry Takes Shape, or the Olsen twins who are fucking billionaires. I think that I'm more inspired by the Olsen twins being billionaires. Specifically, I am inspired to kill the Olsen twins. <laughs> billionaires, also cops, for the record. Every single one of them would shoot you in the street before a marginal tax increase would happen. So, I guess I could have read Winnie Cooper's book. I don't think I'd understand it, so I don't know what I would be inspired about, but when I see that net worth number, when I Google the Olsen twins, a thing I do for non-weird reasons, I get inspired by that to to uh, to end that billion that uh, billion dollar twin franchise. Of course you wouldn't get inspired. Of course you wouldn't understand it. You're not a little girl with something to prove. <laughs> the Olsen twins are not an inspiration. They're not something you can strive for. What you need to have are really bad parents who will put you on a sitcom when you are six months old. They didn't choose this life, and you've already lost the opportunity at that life. The best you can do is get a career in STEM, where the money really is at this point. We're losing the cold jobs. We're losing the, the blue-collar work. But there's always work in STEM. And as men keep losing their jobs because they keep f accidentally fucking their, their, their staff, women have so many opportunities in STEM right now. Read the books. Learn something. Get a good job. 
Who cares about the Olsen twins? Don't aspire to them. We don't need more billionaires. They're cops. Did you just try to argue that it's not their fault that they have a billion dollars? Nobody, like, they're not trying to give that money away and someone throws it back to them. That's not how that was in. Women should do STEM if they want to, or not. It's up to them. Who am I to say? I am certainly uh, not going to tell women they have to become nerds uh, for obvious reasons. We're not trying to make more nerds. Time. I'm not saying that it's not the Olsen twins' fault. I'm saying that they didn't earn it. No billionaires ever earned a billion dollars. You don't need to aspire to that lifestyle. Work for a living. Learn a craft. Find a way to be smarter than the rest. Otherwise, you're just dating the like brother of the president of France, and who wants that life? Not me. Okay. A lot of solid points. Um... But based on the strength of the first minute, I'm going to hand the win here to Zach Jones. That's right. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Okay. Yeah, you're going to stay here. Okay. So our final debate of the night will be Zach Jones and Bill McMorrow. Okay, Zach, do you want to go first or second? Oh, boy. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go second, sure. Okay. So, Bill, this question is from Zach I'm Jones. I'm not a cop! <laughs> he does have to tell you that because he's not a cop. <laughs> I do. Your question is from Zach Jones. Is this a conflict of interest? We're doing it anyway. You sound conflicted. Okay. You sound conflicted. The question is <laughs> Zach Rudy Jones on stage right now. All right, Bill. Uh, at the start Man, of the that, office, is, mm, do you. Could. Are you gonna. Can I just. Okay, at the start of the. Suspend. Very short on Arrested Development questions. <laughs> upset. I'm very upset. At the start it. of the office, the characters are coworkers that are mildly amicable, but by the end of the show, they seem to be each other's main source of social life and emotional support. Uh, it's is this mensch. Is this inspiring or incredibly bleak? Is what uh, growing to care about another human being? Is that a bad thing? <laughs> Is being able to open up your heart and take someone not related to you and look them in the eyes and say, hey, I feel your pain. I understand the story that you're going through. You're living your own thing, man. Hey, we're all reading different novels, but, you know, some of us lost our bookmark, and other, other, so, some of us are long overdue at the library, and someone's out looking for us. And maybe they'll find us. Maybe they won't. It's bleak. It's very bleak. None of your coworkers care about you. Not like I do. <laughs> Except for you. I care about you, buddy. Uh, what was the other thing? Can I? It, it's bad. It's bad. Never talk to your coworkers. Best thing to do is just quit. Never go back. Maybe kill one of them with your car. 
on the way out, just so they don't call you and ask you back. Because sometimes you get, you know, they call you on the phone and they talk you into coming back. But if you're like, hey, I killed Dave. Time. No, it's very inspiring that over the course of, of the show, they start by just being like, ah, that's the person I work with. And by the end, like, like Jim and Pam invite their entire staff to their wedding. Are you, are you kidding me? I don't, if, I, I, uh, if I ever get married, zero people who I work with are going to that wedding. So, but the, the point being... That, yeah, that's inspiring to find that type of, you know, life is short and we don't, we don't know when we're going to be able to make more connections and the connections that we make are all the... Bill said something similar and he has more of a blue-collar appeal and it doesn't sound as good <laughs> when I say it. But the point still stands that it's inspiring to make connections with people. Man, this guy's over here acting like Dwight ain't a cop. <laughs> Fuck it, he tried to bust him for one joint. It wasn't even a full joint. It's in the parking lot, man. Just let him blaze out there. They're not in the hallway. They're not in the stairwell. They're not in the bathroom. They're not in the break room. They're not in one of the offices. They're just blazing out in the parking lot. It's been a long week. <laughs> Fucking cop lover over here is like, oh, you take them all down. <laughs> take them all down. Power to the man. Uh... Time. <laughs> the thing is, you have to connect with these people, even when they're bad people, so that they find an emotional connection with you, and then you relate to each other, and then you get into a moment where you trust each other, and then at the last minute, something happens, and you lose an arm, and it goes flying, and that's why you don't trust your coworkers. There's your Arrested Development reference that you're looking for. <laughs> All right, a lot of great points made. It was a hand. Look, I'd love to pick a winner, but you guys know I can't choose. I can't choose the final winner of the night, so I need all of you to help me out by voting. If you go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group right now, you can vote for Bill McMorrow or Zach Jones, and we will announce the winner shortly. So the votes are in, and our winner this evening is... Bill McMorrow! What did I win? What do I get? That was Pick a Side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. All right, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Congrats to Bill McMorrow for winning this week. Big thanks to Matt Fidel for creating the artwork. You can check him out at Fidel was already taken on Instagram. And we do these shows every Friday night at 7 p.m. at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. We also have 8 p.m. game nights on Monday nights at Maggie's Lounge. So come down and join us sometime for some fun. And Wednesday night, I host a stand-up comedy show at The Poor House in Boston. That's a free show, and it is down in the basement. And we have half-priced chicken at that show. Make sure to check out the Patreon for Pick a Side, Stupid. Enter Pick a Side on Patreon. And for a small donation, you can get some extra content every month. <laughs>